0: Hey, podcast. Welcome to episode 81. Woohoo! We're here. We're excited of the Yours Truly podcast. I don't know why I say we. I'm sitting... Alone in my office right now. So there is no we right now. There will be when you join the episode. So thank you for being here and making this more than just a one woman show. But speaking of the show and podcasts, my friends, I have had a week of really incredible recordings for future podcast episodes. So to give you a little bit of a teaser, I had a conversation this week with Brianna Campos. You may know her as body image with Brie on Instagram. I talked to Brooke and Alyssa Miller from the Diet Riot podcast. I have one coming up next week with two other awesome moms, Gina and Nicole from Dietitian's Dish. So if you are not excited for the next couple of months here on the Yours Truly podcast, I don't know what the heck you're doing. So get hype. I am so excited to bring some really incredible guests, some really incredible people here in the intuitive eating space for you to learn from as we continue to grow here on the pod. But for the purpose of this week for episode 81, I am coming to you solo. So get ready for about 30 more minutes of cringe Claire jokes I'm wearing a PB&J shirt as I record this so if that doesn't tell you what we're here about on the podcast I'm not sure what will but before we dive into today's episode, which is actually a snippet of a live video that I did in my Facebook community this past week, we of course have to, speaking of the Facebook community actually, we have to feature our Yours Truly Goalslayer featured post of the week. So if you are new to the podcast, uh, welcome. First of all, I will let you know that the Yours Truly Goalslayers is a free private facebook community that i run and i host of course on facebook it is filled with not only all of my past and current one-on-one clients but it's also open To anyone who is looking to learn more about intuitive eating and how to really make those 10 principles come to life in our day-to-day lives. So if you are interested in joining us, I will tell you how here in a couple of moments. But this week's post comes from one of my current clients and she wasn't reflecting after our coaching call. I think she was just having a moment of reflection and she wanted to share, which I am super grateful that she did. But she writes, I just had a moment. I'm sure others could relate, so I thought I would share. I've allowed myself to be free and eat all of my, quote, forbidden foods, but I have been telling myself, Okay, I can only eat when I'm hungry. Silly diet culture has done it again, and now I'm putting another rule into place. Since I have put this rule into place, I'm eating more. I'm overthinking it, and I don't need to be putting these rules into place. I was born with a body that works effectively. I need to take a step back and look at the big picture sometimes instead of the micro details. If you are in the same place that I am in in this moment, don't put a rule into place. Just know that your body will work for you. So happy Monday, Goal Slayers. I hope you all slay the week. And if you are having a challenging day, remember that we choose our happiness. I could beat myself up for eating more than I expected today or not eating what I thought I would eat, but I don't care. What? What would that do for me if I got down on myself? Well, absolutely nothing. I'll reflect on why I ate and work to make changes for next time so that I can keep on going strong. Don't be your worst critic because you need yourself the most to be strong and happy. Anyway, sorry for the long post again, but do yourself a favor and be a cheerleader for yourself and forget all of the negativity. And she has two purple emoji hearts, which I love. So a big shout out to this goal slayer, this current client of mine, and she brings up a really important point that I find many people falling into sometimes in the beginning stages of their intuitive eating journeys, where we're learning to ditch the diet mentality and we're really learning ways to reconnect with our bodies and our sensations around food, right? What does hunger feel like? What does fullness feel like? What foods are satisfying to me? What I enjoy... And we have all of these questions swirling around in our minds and sometimes things feel a little bit uncertain. So we really try to grasp for something that might seem a little bit more black and white. So oftentimes what ends up happening is we take something like the hunger awareness scale of just being aware of what hunger and fullness feels like and we start to warp that into a rule. And we can call this, you know, the hunger and the fullness diet or what she talks about here is feeling like that I can only eat when I'm hungry and I have to always stop when I'm full. And what often happens when we take intuitive eating and we turn it into this very black and white hunger and fullness diet is, of course, we open up yet another space to beat ourselves up, to get down on ourselves, and yet another space, as she is talking about here, to introduce another rule where there doesn't need to be a rule around eating. Because we know that, of course, we eat for biological hunger, and it's important to Know what that feels like, and that is part of the intuitive eating journey. But we also know that we eat for so many other reasons outside of physiological hunger and fullness. We eat to celebrate, sometimes we eat to cope with emotions, and that is okay, that's a normal part of a healthy relationship with food. Sometimes we eat. I think I already said celebration. Uh, sometimes we just eat because we like the taste of something or because a food holds a really fond memory for us or maybe it's family tradition to always make a certain type of food around a holiday. So again, something that we are trying to do is, you know, give ourselves space to of course learn what it's like to eat when we feel hungry and honor that pleasant form of fullness, but we're also trying to find ways to normalize and say it's okay if Sometimes that doesn't happen and we find ways to learn from those moments as she was talking about rather than to beat ourselves up for them. So if you have ever found yourself in that place of making intuitive eating into the hunger and the fullness diet or putting rules where there don't need to be rules, no, no that it's normal, and that's okay, and that is something that often happens in the beginning stages of this journey, but I encourage you to, again, as she said, ask questions, get curious, learn from the challenging moments on this journey rather than beating yourself up because the moment you start to go down that negative rabbit hole of self-loathing and self-shaming, that is when diet culture creeps back in and takes hold and really starts to run the show again. So if you are hearing this message and you say, I want to come join this community so that I can learn things like this, I can be surrounded by a lot of incredible people who are doing some of the same work in their lives and on their intuitive eating adventures, that's a fun word instead of journey. Maybe I'll say that more often, but you are more than welcome to come and join us in our private Facebook community. So all you have to do is head to my bio on Instagram instagram at claire tuning and click the link in my bio that talks about the facebook group application and you can fill it out from there or you can simply head to facebook and type in yours Chuli goal slayers that is chew like i'm chewing food also like my last name tuning but truly um, yours truly goal slayers and you can hit request to join and then I will get that request and I will message you privately the link to the application so keep an eye on your inbox and once you have the application filled out I will be more than happy to welcome you with open arms to learning and really gathering the support from this community so that said speaking of our Facebook community all of this today is really coming back to that the podcast episode that I want to share with you today actually comes from a live two tip Thursday video that I did last week in the midst of eating disorder awareness week and I was talking about two things that actually ended up being more than two because sometimes I get on my soapbox and I go If you've ever been passionate about something, you know how that can turn out sometimes. Um, But it was two plus tips on how you can really work to create a positive food environment, not only for yourself, but for other people around you in your daily life. So two tactical tips that you can take and implement and start doing as soon as possible coming your way in five, four, three, two one left you hanging there (laughs) but here you go hey goal slayers happy two tip thursday i am here to answer your first likely very burning question claire what is happening with your hair (laughs) um answer to that question i don't really know it's doing its own little like half bun, half falling down thing over here. I don't know, my hair is just doing its own thing. We could call it intuitive hairstyling, maybe. (laughs) But I hope you are having a wonderful Thursday wherever you might be tuning in to our live video. Yes, if you're wondering, my shirt is peanut butter and jelly themed. Did you really expect anything different from me? But as you come on to our video here on this Two Tip Thursday, I would love for you to not be a lurker, as we call it here in our community. You know we have a challenge called No Lurkers Allowed, so as you come on to our video, please be sure to hit the heart button, let me know that you are here, and drop a comment down below to let me know if you are Team Live or Team Replay. So we have welcomed quite a fair number of new members into our community over the past Couple of weeks. So if you have never tuned into a two tip Thursday before, then welcome. This is just a time where I hop on live camera every Thursday, like clockwork, sometime between 4 and 5 p.m. Eastern Time to share one or two tips to help you strengthen and further you, your intuitive eating journey wherever you might be along this process. So again, let me know you're here. Hit the hard button. Let me know, Team Live or Team Replay. My computer's making a very loud noise at me right now. I think it might be hot. (laughs) Maybe I'll lift it up and try to cool it down a little bit. But for this week's version of Two-Tip Thursday, I thought it might be appropriate to make it focused on National Eating Disorder Awareness Week. For those of you who don't know, we are right in the midst, or I guess we're nearing the end of National Eating Disorder Awareness Week. It is a week to really put out support and awareness for all those who are struggling with or who have struggled with disordered eating or an eating disorder in the past. And thanks to one of our awesome interns here at Yours Truly Nutrition, Austin, we are set up, we being Yours Truly, our community here is set up as um, an official, rather, Need a Week collaborator this year. So I'm really excited to focus our video today on two ways that you can work in your daily life to bring a more positive or uplift environment and message to food, not only for yourself, but also for everyone who might be eating, living, or existing in spaces close to you. Because really, there is so much that we can do both in our minds and in our languaging to change how we view food and to help other people see that although we live in diet culture, it does not mean that we have to be saying negative things about food in our body. And we really can learn ways to support and uphold a more uplifting environment for all different types of people and all different types of bodies um, and all different types of food choices. So um, these tips might sound kind of familiar to a video that I made earlier in the week that actually now lives on Instagram, so I don't know if you have seen it. It was one of my whiteboard writing videos, but I'd love to dive a little bit deeper into two of those tips and discuss why these things are important to keep in mind and to learn about. So the first one, when we are looking at creating a positive and uplifting food environment is staying in your own lane when it comes to talking about food. So I know we all eat and we all, you know, live in bodies and we're all doing these things every single day, but that does not make you qualified to make comments or weigh in on other people's food decisions, Um, especially in an unscathed. Solicited manner. I often say if people wanted feedback on their food or on their eating, they would likely be reaching out to someone like myself, a dietitian, a nutrition, and a nutrition professional, and asking, hey, what can I learn? or hey, what I what can I do differently here? But oftentimes if someone is not asking for input or someone You know is not saying hey um can you give me your opinion on this then oftentimes they likely will not benefit from any comments on their food choices something that i like to say is your plate is your business their plate is their business. No comments need to be made between the two because again, this is something that I really made the point of in that whiteboard video, but you could have the best intentions behind offering a comment on someone's plate or offering a comment on someone's food choice, but that does not mean the int- or the impact of that statement will be a positive one. Again, it doesn't matter what your intention is. It doesn't matter how well-meaning you are. Oftentimes those comments, again, if they're unsolicited, if someone is not asking for your opinion, they will not be met in a helpful or in a supportive way. Joanne is here. She says, team live, finally. Woohoo! You made it. I'm so excited that you're here on Team Live. Joanne, thanks for saying hi. So first one, again, stay in your own lane when it comes to food talk. There is no need to be offering opinions on other people's food choices, no matter how normalized that behavior might seem. I always like to say that you know your own body and what feels good in your body, but there is no way for you to know someone else's body better than they do. There is no way that you know how hungry they are, what they need to feel satisfied, how a certain food feels in their body. So again, no matter how good your intention is, that does not mean that it will have a positive or a helpful impact on that person's relationship with food or on that person's food decision in that moment. So one question that I will equip you with here, because I think something that is really important is just to have awareness around when you have a tendency to want to comment on other people's food choices, right? I know we can sit here on this live video and we can say, I get it, Claire. I understand. I'm not going to make comments about people's food choices, but sometimes when we are on autopilot in our daily lives, it becomes a little bit more challenging to hit the pause button before we lean into a comment again, because we live in a world that very much normalizes talking about food and talking about other people's bodies when that does not need to be something that is going on so something that i encourage you to ask yourself when you are maybe considering should I make a comment about that? Or, you know, I really feel like they shouldn't quote here. They shouldn't be eating that. Should I say something? Should I give them my opinion? I encourage you when you have awareness of those thoughts starting to circle, when, you know, that voice in your mind starts to come forward and say, make a comment, say something, I encourage you to hit pause for a moment and say, okay. I hear that I have this thought that I'm feeling the need to tell this person or to weigh in on their choice. But, you know, how would I feel if I said or if someone said this to me right now? So let me rephrase that because it came out a little bit jumbled. How might I feel if someone said what I'm about to say to me? So a little bit of a personal story here something that I found myself saying a lot again being a dietitian who was raised and trained in a very uh eat this not that paradigm or in a very very weight normative paradigm I often found myself wanting to criticize the portions that people were putting on their plate. Again, because me as a nutrition student, I was taught, you know, X is a quote unquote good portion, or this is what people should be eating, right? These very um, interesting ideas that we have put in our minds of what people should or should not be doing. So I found myself very inclined to look at people's plates and say, you know, Are you sure you want to eat that much of that? Or why don't you go and have some more, right? Very sarcastically saying like, wow, you just put a lot of X, Y, and Z on your plate. And what I could have done in those moments, again, back then, I didn't have the awareness of how harmful that could be um, that I do now. So this just goes to show you that I'm learning and I'm evolving and I'm changing every day as well. But what I could have said in those moments is, pause button Claire you know how might you feel if someone said that to you or how might you feel if you were over here minding your own business making your lunch and someone came into the kitchen and started saying are you sure you really need that or are you sure you really want that food I would have felt attacked. I know in that moment, I would have started second-guessing myself. I would have said, oh my gosh, I'm doing something wrong, or my food choices are bad, right? I I know the dialogue that would have ensued in my mind would have been very negative and very questioning of what I was doing in that moment, when again, before that metaphorical individual would have come in and said anything, I wouldn't have had a wouldn't have even been thinking twice. So again, moral of the story here, when you feel yourself needing or wanting to make a comment, about someone else's food choices, I really encourage those who have significant others or maybe even children who you're living with and you're literally so comfortable around these people where it's so easy for these things to slip out, right? And say, do you really need that? Or are you sure you really wanted to pair that with that? Or are you sure you really want that much of that? These comments that are so easy, but again, I encourage you to gain awareness around when this comes up and hit the pause button for a moment to say, how might I feel? feel if someone said what I'm about to say to me in this moment? Would that bring me to a positive place in my relationship with food? Or would that really start to tear me down and make me feel not so great about what I'm doing? So that is tip number one. Your plate is your business, but someone else's plate is not your business because you don't know their body and you don't know their life. Okay, sassy claire is over for the moment so second tip that i have and again this is one that came from that video but i'd love to go a little bit more in depth is really try to not complement weight loss and or any body changes in general again i know this is very much the world that we live in where maybe we haven't seen someone in a while And they walk into the room and something physically has changed about them. And if it's something that is deemed, quote unquote, good, right, by diet culture, our default reaction is to say, congratulations, you look so different. Or have you been eating differently or what have you been doing? Tell me your, quote unquote, secrets, right? I say this because, again... I live in diet culture. I was brought up in a world and trained in a version of nutrition that was um, very much focused on body changes and weight loss. So these things have come out of my mouth too. I'm right here with you in saying that I am learning and I am also unlearning as well. Um, But these things can be really negative and really harmful for multiple reasons. First of all, When we are making body-focused comments in general, we are really bringing unnecessary focus on bodies into a conversation. Like, let's say, for example, you were sitting with a couple of friends talking about the weather, talking about the new movie you just saw, whatever the conversation might be, and then all of a sudden, someone makes a body comment, right? Someone starts talking about weight loss, someone starts talking about how their pants fit differently, and everyone starts to kind of turn that conversation. conversation in on themselves and say what is my body doing right now or oh my gosh my body doesn't look like that does that mean the person who made the compliment thinks negatively about me Or does that mean that I should look like her or that I shouldn't be wearing these pants that I'm wearing right now? So really much like our food conversation earlier, any types of these comments really bring the focus in on something that the focus of the conversation doesn't need to be on. Again, we were over here having a good time about the weather and movies and what we're doing this weekend. And all of the sudden, everyone's attention starts to be focused on bodies and how my body's wrong, how my body doesn't look like her and we do not need to turn conversations in on that because guess what? Our bodies are doing their thing. Our bodies are good bodies, regardless of um, us having conversations about them or us making comments about them, whether they be positive or negative. So the second reason why making a comment focused on weight loss or just, you know, body changes in general could not be helpful or is not positive is because in making those comments, you never know what disordered eating behaviors or negative behaviors you might be encouraging or solidifying or promoting in another individual. So say, for example, someone's body changed. And maybe you were able to visibly see that they had lost weight and you weigh in with a compliment on that. No pun intended. Or if you know me, I guess pun was intended. So you begin to weigh in with a compliment and you have no idea what's going on behind the scenes in someone's life. Maybe they have lost a loved one. Maybe they are going through a really stressful period in their lives and they haven't had an appetite or they haven't been eating. So maybe you're complimenting something that is coming from a really distressed place or you know something that they've really been struggling with and they don't need you to celebrate that or they don't need attention to be drawn to that right Um, another thing is what if someone is engaging in disordered eating behaviors what if someone is really struggling with an eating disorder and then we're over here complimenting something that their eating disorder wants to hear, right? Their disordered eating voice wants to hear. So they start saying, well, you know, instead of seeking recovery or instead of seeking more positive and nourishing behaviors around food, maybe I should keep restricting or maybe I should keep doing whatever it is that I have been doing to, you know, manipulate my body, which again, if we saw behind the scenes of what was going on, we probably wouldn't be endorsing or or wanting someone to you know continue those behaviors but it's our comment again no matter how positive the intention was behind that it's the impact that that comment can have that can be really harmful for someone's not only their physical health but their mental social emotional spiritual health in the long run so i'm really encouraging you again when you feel the need to make a comment about someone's food choices, about someone's body, if you just hit the pause button and ask that question of how would I feel if someone complimented me, air quotes there, or if someone said what I'm about to say to me in a time when I was, you know, really struggling or I really didn't need to be focusing in on that. So, the final thing that I want to leave you with because you may be saying, well, If I can't compliment bodies or if I'm not complimenting body changes or weight loss like I'm used to, then what the heck am I supposed to say that is nice to people? (laughs) Like, how am I supposed to find common ground of conversation if dieting and weight loss is taken off the table? Because for so long, again, myself included, these are really types of conversations that bring a lot of people together. They're things we have in common, right? Everybody eats and everyone lives in a body and we live in diet culture, which makes this seem like these are two topics of conversation that can be used to relate to people. However, I'm really going to invite you into a conversation in learning what are some other ways that we can compliment people? What are some other ways that we can um, bring people together in uplifting conversations rather than bringing people together over conversations that can be really negative and again, very uh, reinforcing of some behaviors that might not be all that healthy. So I have a list of things here because I know if I left it to my on-the-spot brain, I would forget a couple of ideas. But when we talk about non-body-focused compliments, I'd love for you all here, whether you're watching Team Live or Team Replay, I'd love for you to drop a comment and let me know if you have any go-to non-body-focused compliments. I love hearing other people's ideas as well. But something or a couple here that I typically turn to is compliments complimenting how someone handles a situation. So maybe you're in a situation at work or in school and someone gave a really tough presentation with a lot of detail and maybe the higher ups in the company were sitting right there so you can compliment them. You know, I really am impressed at how you handled that conversation or you're such a good public speaker. Or, you know, you're so good at explaining these really complex topics and breaking them down so other people in the group can understand them. So complimenting someone's skill or their talent or their ability or how they are able to handle a really tough or really challenging situation. Another one is you can compliment someone's passions. Like, I think it's so awesome how you are so passionate about helping people say screw it to dieting. (laughs) Maybe that is one that I can use for myself I'm so passionate about letting people know that you don't have to live under the thumb of dieting and diet culture for the rest of your life or maybe if you have a friend that's like super into pets and animals you say I think it's so admirable how you are able to take care of your animals so well and you have such a passion for I don't know, walking the dog or cuddling your animal. I don't know. I don't have any pets. So maybe that's not a good example for me. Or you say, you know, I'm so impressed, or I think it's so incredible how you love X topic over here so much. And you're able to take that and share it with other people. Um, We already talked about complimenting abilities, but you can even compliment how they show up for other people. Like, you know, you're really such a good friend. Like, I am so grateful to have you in my life to show up and be there for me to have conversations like this or to support me when I'm having a really challenging day. Or maybe if you have someone who is a parent or a caregiver, you say, you know, I would really love to be a mom like you someday. Or you sound like such a great role model for your kids or I don't know you, you sound like you really show up to work and give it your all really just complimenting how they show up in the world not for how they physically look but for the energy and the ability and the excitement that they show up to their daily life with and maybe the final one here again I'd love to hear your guys's ideas and what typically you turn to when it comes to non-body focus compliments but I really love complimenting people on how they make me feel. Like telling people, you know, you're such a great listener or you make me feel so heard when I have conversations with you or you give the best hugs. I'm a hugger. Guys, if you ever see me in person, please give me a hug and make it a good one. I just love hugs and snugs and all the things. So maybe you compliment someone on their ability to make you feel cared for or uh, make you feel supported or just make you feel like someone of worth. I really don't think there is a way to make someone intrinsically feel better than to compliment how they make you feel and how good they make you feel right so uh joanne says thanks for doing this claire i love the (laughs) joanne you're gonna make me blush girl she says i love the enthusiasm to things or that you bring to topics like these joanne that is a great example, and I am very grateful that you put out there for me to read, my heart and my cup is now full. So moral of the story, Goal Slayers, I hope you can take some of these ideas and really start to get the wheels turning in your own mind of how can I make someone feel like a person of value? How can I make someone feel like a person who is worthy and who you know makes me feel good in my life, regardless of how they show up physically, regardless of. The foods that they are or are not eating, because you know how we make people feel, how we show up for people, the behaviors that we are engaging in on a daily basis are way more important than how good or how not good, quote unquote, we are able to follow a diet rule or how air quote good we are at manipulating our body. So again. Happy, happy National Eating Disorder Awareness Week. I hope you can take a couple of these tips and really bring them into your own life so that you are creating a positive food environment, not only for yourself and your own relationship with food, but also for all the people who are around you. You can offer them that little permission slip to say, hey, you are allowed to make your own decisions. You are allowed to feel good in your own body and you know you are allowed to be recognized for being more than a body so again thank you all so much for tuning and today i would love to know your takeaways from today's video hey molly you are tuning in right as we are wrapping up, but thank you for being here. So type there in the comment box, whether you are team live or team replay, let me know something that you're taking away from this video, something that you're going to take and implement into your daily life. And as always, my friends, if there's anything that I can ever do for you, either today or in the future, you know exactly where to find me, but happy Thursday and enjoy the rest of your week. See ya. I just hit my hand on the table. Hey podcast, me again. Yes, that sound, that thud (laughs) that you heard at the end of the recording was actually me hitting my hand rather hard on the desk (laughs) on live video. So joys of recording something live. But thank you so much for coming back or being here for the first time on the Yours Truly podcast. However you found us, I am super happy that you did. And the best way that you can show love and support for the show and for the messages that we share here is to take a moment and tap those five stars maybe even leave a review type something down there in the box below to let us know what you're loving about the show maybe what you want to hear more of again because the more love and support that the show gets from you the more that the platform you are listening to it on will promote it to other people who might benefit from hearing these messages. So again, tap the five stars, leave a rating and a review. If you feel so inclined, you can take a screenshot, uh, upload it to social media, give me a tag, let me know that you are listening as I am truly, truly grateful for your support. So that is all I have for you today, podcast. Take care. I hope you have an incredible rest of your week and we'll see you back here next Wednesday.